Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome to another episode of Creators Outlet, sponsored by our friends over at the Inked Marketing Team. If you need that extra push for your Kickstarter or Indiegogo, contact Kevin Gillette over at the Inked Marketing Team. 30 years in the business, see what they can do for you. And we welcome everybody. Six out of the 25 creators uh, that were that are involved in this big, big campaign for uh, Tales from Kara Prime. The Sinister Six. Yeah. So uh, why don't you guys go around, introduce yourselves, and give you give like a little uh, a quick uh, background on yourself, and uh, then we can start diving into uh, these stories. All right. You want me to start? Yeah. Uh, my name is Chris Tadlock. Uh, I work for Oxide Media uh, with SourcePoint Press, Deepwater Games, and N3Art underneath. Uh, I manage shipping and logistics primarily. I also uh, help coordinate our convention teams, and um, I am an author and game designer as well. Uh, I have written a short story about Forecast. Uh, for the Tales of Care Prime, and um, he basically has the ability to control the weather. And I, this will be my first published work. I've got uh, another two uh, stories that are three issues each uh, that are in the works, and hopefully we will be seeing those within the next uh, 12 to 18 months. Uh, I need to find artists still. But the scripts are well on their way, and um, you will hear more about Unplugged and Covenant uh, coming in the few future months. Uh, be sure to pledge on the Kickstarter. You're going to be uh, very pleased with uh, the Tales from Care Prime. It looks to be an amazing anthology with some wonderful talent. Uh, don't get it because I'm in it. Get it because all these other guys are in it. <laughs> Nice. Uh, so the, my name is Kevin Stewart. I'm a, a, a lowly indie artist. Um, 
I've known Brian for a little while and he hit me up when I do do some character designs for his, his book. And then he finally hit me up and to do some pages. So I'm doing his, his story, uh, deadlift. Um, this is like third published work for me, just small indie press stuff. Uh, the last thing I did was a part of a creep show anthology that came out last year. Uh, I'm just kind of low key kind of guy, just do stuff as it comes. Um, maybe one day it'll be a full-time gig, but I was really excited to be a part of his, project because it's it's gonna be an awesome project it's so big and so many artists involved i think it's gonna do really well so uh, definitely check it out before it ends hi guys my name is uh evan k posios i'm the writer and co-creator of time Drunks, published by caliber comics uh the supernatural gangster series johnny phantasm and the upcoming horror uh title silence coming out from second sight publishing um i am doing a story with Stefano Cardicelli and Lettuce Witz uh, called Red Hawk, uh, featuring a Hopi tribe member who is the last of his kind, and he's uh, sort of uh, left isolated in uh, a Mad Max-style uh, area called the Dead East, and he's learning how to use his powers, and it's, uh, it's a fun little story. Hi, my name is Dustin Staub. I'm... I'm a newbie. <laughs> uh, this is my going to be my first writing, and uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm an army officer by day, so uh, that's basically what I do. I have a, well, I guess you can call it an imprint, Rabid Rhino Comics. But, yeah, similar to Chris, I have yet to publish anything. I have a couple of things in the works. So, again, hopefully something will be coming from that. Super excited and humbled to... Uh, be involved in this project just looking around in this little uh video chat room here i'm uh very very humbled by the people that are surrounding me so i'm just i wrote uh, a story for blacksmith uh without giving too much away it's a fun little hunt story <laughs> let's just leave it at that david you're muted I was asking, was it the facial hair that was intimidating you, or? Well, you know, I can't grow that in the, my line of work. So, mm -hmm. especially Chris's, Jesus Christ! Hey, I've got enough for both of us. So, uh, so my name is David. Um, I wrote a uh, a uh, series for Mad Cave called Savage Bastards. Um, I've done a couple anthologies recently: Cthulhu Invades Oz. And I also did an ash cam for one of uh, Jonathan's um, imprints uh, his, in his Freak Show uh, universe. I did Freak Show Jester. Uh, for Kara Prime, I did a, a story about Apex. It's a humanoid uh, killer whale. And he's very much like a, got the, 80, the 90s feel to him, like a, maybe Bad Rock from Youngblood. So that was a lot of fun to write. I got to really tap into my youth when I wrote that. So. All right, I'm uh, Jonathan Hedrick. I wrote uh, the recount for Scout Comics, Freak Show Night for Second Sight Publishing. Um, I also have a self-published superhero series called Capable. And for Tales from Kara Prime, I wrote a story called Roach, which is about this uh, low-life con man who really doesn't uh, pledge any allegiances. And um, one day he becomes... Uh, um, this 
full-grown insect-like creature, and he hides within the sewers. And uh, he just likes to steal money from people, and but he can really hold his own. So it's a real. It was a real fun story to write. Uh, I tapped into my old Ninja Turtle uh, fanboy days and made it a little bit darker and twisted. So I'm looking forward to everyone uh, reading it. I'm looking forward to reading everyone else's story. Cool. Yeah. This this whole project wraps up on Friday. So. I mean, you don't want to waste too much time getting in on it. The uh, the link for the Kickstarter is in the show notes, either up above or down below, depending on where you're watching us. And it's in the chat. So there's no excuse. Click on it. And you can listen to us chat while, uh, while, you, while you pledge and, uh, you know, possibly win a double XL bathing suit from Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> If we get enough backers, enough right. backers, yeah, you we'll get, get enough we'll, backers. We got enough backers. Brian will wear it on stream. There we go. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be weird though when you win it because it's actually embroidered uh, to Kevin from David with XOXO. So <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a very uh, customized piece. Yeah, very sentimental. <laughs> it does say extra juicy across the back though. <laughs> bedazzled. It's bedazzled, extra juicy. Bedazzled. Oh, I, like, I like the juicy and bedazzled. Yeah. Oh, he's a rhinestone cowgirl. <laughs> People are already putting up the uh, the shocked face. That's just from that's just from the bathing suit talk, you know. <laughs> oh, and I figured that out. I figured out what it was. It was. I got a bad memory. It was a piece my my mother ordered and had it sent here. <laughs> I just figured out what it was. So this is your mother's bathing suit? Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, it's my mom's bathing suit. <laughs> oh, this this just took a bad turn. <laughs> a very weird turn. Dark turn. Oh. <laughs> Stay so, tuned as the saga unfolds. Yes. Oh, it's a dark, dark day. So how were you all approached? I know how Jonathan was approached because Jonathan's been doing a lot of work with Brian over the past year or so. Uh, and unbeknownst to myself, I had one of the neck gators that, that Brian did the, the clown artwork for mm-hmm. and actually wore it when they went to do their first signing down at the collective earlier this earlier this year. He's like, I drew that. I go, okay, well, you know, when you come to Boston, sign it then. <laughs> So how how we how are you guys like all approached? Did you know did you know Brian from you know other stuff that he's been working on or did he well, just, I know, like, reach out to you? I know Brian from the uh, the convention circuit and um, from just from being uh, you know part of a publisher uh, here yeah. at Sword Point Press. Um, I get to see a lot of uh, of different works that are submitted uh, for approval. And, you know, sometimes they, you know, it's, it's a yes, sometimes it's a no, sometimes it's a not quite. And we have to work with people to either find a, uh, a place in our schedule because we're booked out for, you know, probably a year and a half, two years uh, at this point. Uh, or we have to have things tweaked a little bit because uh, with our agreements with Simon and & Schuster and, uh, and Diamond, uh, sometimes there are uh, content restrictions that uh, they want to place on us. The larger you get, the uh, uh, the less freedom you have. 
but you know we're still here independent publishers and um you know i'm excited to to be able to uh take a friendship uh, that Brian and I have and turn it into a professional relationship and turn it into a successful Kickstarter. I mean, we're funded. Uh, we're now just reaching for stretch goals. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to maybe get my hands on some of those pillow pals because I remember one of those pillow fighters when I was a kid, the ones of sewer sharks, and I never got one. So now it's my turn. <laughs> those things are turning out really, really good too, the way he's doing them. Those bring back so many, like, memories from being the 90s for those yeah. things you're right the wrestling ones are awesome yeah uh, yeah i remember macho man <laughs> randy savage hulk hogan and ultra yeah. warrior ones yeah oh yeah uh brian is one of the hardest working guys i've seen in the indie comic scene and i ran across him i think like two years ago through a buddy of mine and um i kind of watched brian do his thing just for about a year and then i, I just kind of hit him up by the blue just for information and kind of how he's he was doing things and how he was approaching the convention circuit and I saw some of the things he was coming up with. I thought they were really, really cool ideas. And then from there, uh, we just kind of bounced back and forth and uh, he hit me up last year to do the book. And I was like, yeah, I'll be happy to jump on it, you know, and just kind of help him get where he needs to be. If, if anything I can do to help him out, you know, I'm more well, more than happy to do it. So, cause it, he is, he is breaking his back in the indie industry. And he, he should be a bigger name than he is, honestly, the way he's he going. Yeah, he will be. It's, it'll take time, but he he should. I feel like he should already be there. You know, he's doing such a good job. Yeah, yeah. the stuff he's putting out uh, lately is just completely fantastic. Yeah, he's a workhorse, um, man. Yeah, I met him uh, at Dragon Con 2019, and uh, we hit it off. And he did a couple of commission pieces for me, and then he did a uh, an awesome Shepherd uh, Time Grunts promo poster for me for Grand Rapids Comic Con, and uh, he's kind of stayed in touch and uh, he hit me up out of the blue and I was honored that he asked me to, you know, uh, play a role and, uh, you know, craft a story. And, uh, you know, I read some of the, uh, the bios of some of the characters and uh, really resonated with Red Hawk. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to work with, with Stefano on that. And uh, you know, I think it turned out really well. Yeah. I got to check it out. Cause you sent, you sent me some pages today. Yeah. And uh, I got to check it out. And it reminded me kind of like a cross between the old Scout series and and Tank Girl. Okay, thank you. You know, so it was it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, because I'm old, so I, I'll just be like, oh, that reminds me of this. And I'm, you know, half I'm the people <laughs> half the people are like, well, what the hell's that? I go, Well, you should watch my show on Thursday nights where all we do is talk about <laughs> old comic books. <laughs> okay, well, Boomer, the podcast. How could you not watch that? Well, I'm uh, I'm just a fan. I mean, I'm, I'm a collector, and uh, I've known Brian probably for four years now. Basically, since I first started collecting, I've was drawn to his work and commissioned a number of pieces from him. Uh, we've kind of just chit chatted comics back and forth for the year through the years and he put out a little feeler on facebook seeing who wanted to be involved in this project and i hit him up instantly and i was like please yes so i, I was fortunate enough to to have this opportunity and you know like like many people have spoken to already you know i looked through the handbook and black smith kind of just 
spoke to me. So that's kind of the character I went with. So I just really hope everyone enjoys it. I think it's going to be great. I think the whole, all these people involved with this, there's going to be stories and artistic styles for every flavor out there. I guarantee. Well, I'm looking forward to it because it's, you know, it's five pages on each character Mm -hmm. to kind of like suck you into that character. Just, just enough to make you be like, well, dude, what the hell? We want more of this. You know, we want we want a lot more of this. We want like you know more from this character, more from that character, more from this. And I know that's what he was going for, because uh, he just this you know he wants this to be a launching pad, and he also wanted to be able to you know give people that haven't had an opportunity to be published that many times, or in your case yet, to uh, you know get their get their feet wet and uh, you know have a cool you know, project to work, work with them on. So. Yeah. Think of it like a, a sampler platter or like going out for top yeah. You, you, you may not like everything, but you'll find something that you're going to love. And uh, this is an opportunity for Brian to take the care of prime universe and expose it not only to a, you know, a variety of different creators, uh, both authors and artists, but to a variety of different consumers, uh, people that like, your traditional uh, uh, superhero stories, as well as those that are that are new and have not uh, really found their favorite uh, their favorite you know uh, arc to follow yet. So. David, oh, I'm sorry, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> I, hey. I get so caught up in, in people talking. I'm like, oh, what? oh, that's awesome. Um, so. I was a big fan of uh, Brian's art and um, yeah, I was kind of shy to reach out to him because he's uh, like for a while, he was like scouts uh, go-to guy. And then him and John started talking and John and I are friends. So I was like, well, if John can talk to him, then I guess I could talk to him. So I just reached out to him and, you know, just, Hey, you know, I like your art and stuff like that. And he's like, Hey, love savage bastards. And I don't know. I mean, if you haven't met Brian yet, then you don't understand how much of an eighties, like, uh, like wrestler he is. <laughs> like it's, it's he's like, let me tell you something, brother. I really like how you know you did this with this character. It's really cool. And I want you to come work with me. We're going to build this huge world. I'm like, all right, man. Cool. Cool. That sounds great. <laughs> so he just got me really hyped and he, he offered me a position on here to, to write a, a story. And he said, I could choose you know anything that John didn't do, whatever John's leftovers were. And, uh, <laughs> so I was like, oh, let me do Apex because I totally want to do this like 90s feel. So, yeah, that's how I met Brian and that's how I ended up working on this. I like how you guys got a chance to choose. I just, I was, I was told I was going to work on it. <laughs> yeah, he was, like, he was like, listen here, Kevin. This is what you're going to work on, bro. And if you don't like it, the, the Brian's just going to break you in half. <laughs> I got some. What are you gonna do when Kara Prime comes for <laughs> you? <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Kara Prime! And, you know, just, just to show that I, I, I may know John. Ooh. There you go. I get the last two that one of my shops had, so. I like to hear that. <laughs> um,. So as far as my involvement or getting on board with the project, um, you know, Brian came up to me and uh, while doing a cover for the recount, and I was like, "Sure, uh, can I write the sequel to Loggerhead?" 
And he's like, sure. <laughs> I'm like, well, I wasn't expecting uh, that, but um, he was dead serious. So he started sending me uh, the information to uh, the background on the Kara Prime universe. And this was before he did the previous Kickstarter for the handbook. So I was flipping through, you know, that information, learning the settings uh, in the background to that world as I was uh, building the uh, character of Arctica, which is going to be, you know, the, the next Loggerhead story and um, his villain. So uh, when the anthology came to be, he was like, you know, why not do another character that's already been built it was so i didn't have to start from scratch like i did with arctica um so i, I was lucky enough to have one of the first dibs and uh, i picked roach because he just sounded cool you know I, I was reading through um his bio and he reminded me a lot of scarecrow you know i'm a big batman fan and scarecrow is one of my favorite characters scarecrow's name is jonathan i'm jonathan <laughs> uh Roach's name is Jonathan, in case you didn't know. I didn't pick that. It just happened to be that way. It's spelled differently than mine. Um, so it was just meant to be. Uh, I also really like Joe's apartment from the 90s for some reason. Um, and those uh, creepy Roach MTV things. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it, when it came to the handbook, too, or I'm sorry, the anthology, he's like, we can't we just can't do another loggerhead story or another arctica story because they're gonna have another one shot a 20 page one shot later on so um why not give some more time to these other characters that people haven't really got a chance to see yet and yeah um like chris was saying we're gonna have these appetizers for all these different uh, characters with a lot of cool art a lot of cool talent and yeah, I'm looking forward to to getting my hands on a copy. Um, it's gonna be hard for me to want to resell any of them, to be honest with you. I'm gonna hurt them. I'm gonna have stacks of Tales from Kara Prime <laughs> anthology. So just use them as blankets when you go to sleep at night. Yeah, uh, open it up, lay it across my chest. <laughs> <laughs> so since you are gonna be working on more loggerhead stuff down the road. Does that does that mean uh, you're gonna be able to scam one of those uh, loggerhead 3D action figures he's been working on? I hope so. I saw the um, beginning of the Arctica one, so I was really excited to see that. You know, from the point of me creating Arctica to seeing the 3D model of her, it, that was just like a quantum leap of time. You know, I, it's. As a writer, you know, we come up with these ideas and these characters and these stories, and it seems like it takes forever for the tangible thing to come in, in hand. It could take, you know, minimum sometimes three months just to get a page back, let alone the actual oh, yeah. floppy. Um, you know, I got something in, in emailed to me today, uh, commissioned work that I forgot that I even commissioned for. Just to show you, one, I, I probably have too many projects that I'm working on. And to how slow this process is. So to see when I saw the 3D model of Arctica, I was like, oh man, that's awesome. I am jealous that there wasn't a Arctica or Roach um, Battle Buddy. Is that what it is? Pillow yeah. Buddy or yeah. Battle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want one of those. <laughs> hey, poser. 
There's a lot of trouble on this screen right now. Oh, brother. Oh, yeah. The, when, when, I, when I saw the, his version of the Wrestling Buddies, it just reminded me uh, when I was in my 20s, uh, my cousin's son was like five or six, and he loved wrestling, but he hated Hulk Hogan with a passion. So it was like, my dude... And uh, and he would like run and jump off the couch and catch air and drop a macho elbow on the Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy, like in the middle of the floor. All the china would shake. His mother would scream at him. His grandfather would clap. You know, good times. I was such, I was such a Hogan fan that I would eat those pills by the handful to the point where it was like coming out of my mouth as if I was like some kind of coke addict. I would run around the house talking about being a Hulkamaniac, like trying to rip my shirts. And we were poor, so you know that's not really something your parents want you to do. But I'm like, just like freaking Hulk dust everywhere. It was great. Well, I'm fat, so my shirts just rip on accident. Uh, Poser said he's super hyped for the project. Backed it after seeing all of your hype and signing posts and thought Galliano was going MMA. <laughs> yeah. So we did these like promos, like I am Kara prime. And I don't know why I, I gave, I gave like 20 pictures to, uh, to, <laughs> to, uh, Brian to use for the promo. And he chose the one where I look like an MMA fighter. I mean, I had thoughtful <laughs> ones. I had ones where I was like reading a book and sipping tea. Like I had all these things, but, <laughs> but he went with the one where I look like an MMA fighter. So all of a sudden all my friends are hitting me up like, Hey, did you take up like wrestling or something? Are you going to be like in the ring or something soon? I was like, what are you talking about? They're like this whole care prime thing. Like, Oh no, no, it's nerd stuff. It's comic book stuff. <laughs> He just stalked my page for one and grabbed it, and, I, and you wonder why he picked the one that he did. <laughs> yeah, because I saw I saw a bunch of like those promo shots on everybody's page, and because uh, because Brian just gave me like this big long list of names that just rolled off the top of his head from the book, and I'm like, okay, so I just copied and pasted. I just hit all you guys up, so I wanted to get in before you know towards the end of the uh, the project, mm -hmm. you know, so I could hopefully, you know, maybe give it a, a, a good size push for, uh, you know, that last week. We appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know, because, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to wear Kevin's mom's bathing suit. <laughs> Someone else needs to win that. <laughs> yeah, because, well, because... You gotta get a good base coat before you put that on, Will, because you're kind of pasty. You gotta get that. You gotta get a nice bronze tan, with a little base coat before you start polishing. Oh, I know. Why do you think I'm wearing a black hat? I take this off, and it's just like. <laughs> is it like, me, or, or does does Will does Will sound like Stan Lee? I thought the same. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Okay. It's not me. Okay. Okay. Say Excelsior. True believers. True Excelsior. There we go. <laughs> I should know that word. I've been hearing it since I was five. <laughs> after after all the cartoons and everything. Hmm. So, uh, while you guys working on on regular stuff, what do you have going on on top of this right now? Oh, gee, um, you're shipping books. We know. Well, more than that. I mean, I'm I'm redesigning a game that we uh, we basically rescued. There was a uh, 
a game company that um, because of COVID, um, they were not able to survive and we wanted to keep the games alive. So we kind of bailed them out and took on the games. And now we took this one particular game. There's three different iterations of it. And we're trying to kind of make a, you know, a combined, uh, you know, kind of like a gold edition or a comprehensive edition. Uh, and there's me and two, uh, two other employees that are uh, redesigning it and we're doing a lot of play testing. So, so I'm designing a board game for work. Uh, I'm designing a board game based on one of my upcoming uh, titles. Uh, Unplugged has a card game that goes with it. It actually started as a card game before it had a story. I'm writing two other comics, um, you know, and then I'm, we moved, you know, uh, our warehouse. So it's, I mean, we've got hundreds of thousands of books in here and, and board games. So yeah, I've got, I've got a pretty, pretty full plate. Um, but you know, I could be pushing pencils somewhere else. I'd rather be, I'd rather be writing and, uh, yeah. and, and putting games in boxes and, and, and comic books, uh, in boxes to send out to people put a smile on their face and entertain people than, you know, working as a, a CPA somewhere, you know, no offense to CPAs. It's just not my jam. Yeah. I was a financial advisor for a decade and uh, yeah, I'm lucky I came out of that alive. So Good for you. you just got canceled by all the CPAs out there. Just, you know, go to Twitter right now. It'd be hashtag right now. cancel, cancel Tadlock. Be it. There we go. <laughs> Tadlock with uh, all your CPA hate. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, I'm just I actually I'm, I'm working on a, a my own IP. It's a book that I uh, wrote a while I had wrote, wrote a while back. I've been working on it slowly. So really, I'm just kind of just floating around doing mainly stuff for myself. I'm not really doing anything else. The, Brian's uh, book was the, the last thing I did. Outside of that, I've been working on just my comic book that I've got. It's about done. Uh, it's called Apollo Chariot of the Gods. Um, and just i've got a card game kind of in the works a little trading like a superhero playing card game i got the, the fundamentals and the ideas i just haven't flushed it out enough uh, the one thing i'm working on is enamel pins like horror mashup collector pins it's called uh, don't drink the kool-aid and it's called killer aid i don't have any on there i'll show you but it's, I've already got the first series done. I'm waiting on one pin to come from China right now to finish out the first series. But it's like, um, hold on a second. I'll show you. CPAs wouldn't cancel you. They'd audit you. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. <laughs> so it's these. Well, let me get down here. Point. There we go. Oh, nice. So oh, nice. I've got... And they got custom backings on them. You can't see that really, but it independent, you know, individual to the card. Oh, those are really cool. Yeah, I like those. <laughs> Thank you. Nice stuff. And then this one, Leatherface. <laughs> so that's that's kind of what I'm working on. So like I said, the fourth one's coming out. Uh, they've had a real positive, like people love them. I've sold a ton of these these things. So I'm kind of just working on that and getting all that out right now. So it's just passion projects for me right now, basically. No, that's cool. Well, well, Hara, Hara and Indie Comics have like exploded like huge over like the last couple of years. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's I mean, that's, that's that's my niche right prior there. Prior to COVID, 
I was noticing, you know, more and more indie creators and, you know, more and more projects. And I was like, wow, there's this many people making comic books. It seemed and, to blow up in 20, what, 2018. I was kind yeah. of following Twitter and some people have thoughts about this, but I was kind of watching the comics gate thing when it first started with even EVS and all them guys, I kind of watched it. And I kind of got into it a little bit and I was watching them and the indie scene just blew up with those guys. And it seems that's kind of where it's, you know, been since then. So it's a great time for indie books. That's for, that's for sure. In my oh, opinion, yeah. anyways. I mean, you know, like Jonathan, I'm a, I'm a diehard Batman fan, you know, ever since I saw the Adam West show when I was like, you know, three and a half year, three and a half, four years old. But, I mean, you know, there's only so many superhero stories that you can tell with, you know, the character with the characters that are there. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, we want other stuff. And, you know, as as a lot of us get older, we would we would go to like the mo more mature lines like, you know, for, you know, the Neil Gaiman stuff from from Vertigo and and then it just blossomed. And I mean everybody had like killer horror comics like last year. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Jonathan had a couple. Just a couple. He's still working when, on when I, when I was young, you know, I, I didn't appreciate the indie books that I would get in the boxes at the comic stores, you know, for like the 10 or 15 cents or whatever. I was, I still got a lot of them, but um, looking back now, like those are some, some super interesting stories that were outside the mainstream of the Marvel and DC books. And it's like, that's what I want. You know, like you were saying, you can only tell a story so many times with the same characters. It gets boring. How many times can you, can you recook that egg? You know, it's just, it gets burned out completely. So you, you want to have new stories and like, it's what like the care prime universe. It's a blank, blank slate for the most part. And yeah. we can get our hands in there and just make whatever we want to make with what Brian's got going on sides. That's what I found so interesting by the project, to be honest with you. And, and you're bringing your own killer aid to drink while you, uh, while you write about it, you know, it's a humanly refreshing drink. Just add sugar. And one typo on that card could have been the end of that line though. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a scholar. I gotta have somebody proofread my stuff. I'm an artist, not a English major. <laughs> Evan, why don't you talk about some of the stuff you have going on? Evan has been uh, a busy beaver. Um, uh, we recently wrapped up uh, Johnny Phantasm, Devil's Night, 1985, uh, which was an awesome project. We, uh, I'm up to that with Patrick Thomas Parnell, and uh, we actually got Michael Golden to do a cover for us, so that was amazing. Um, we also just uh, received these babies, um, Johnny Phantasm action figures, um, the crowdfund was a huge success and you know like Jonathan said you know um, you work very hard on your characters and your storytelling you put everything you got into it so to be able to see you know something like this actually come to life is is really cool um, what else I've got uh, an awesome horror story coming out called Silence uh, Alex Sanchez is doing the art um, it's sort of uh, an homage to the old tales of the unexpected from DC with a little bit of very dark uh, Twilight Zone mixed in, uh, three issue limited series, and then uh, I've got a cool little. Uh, uh, speaking of anthologies, uh, a story called Cat Lady, 
It'll be in uh, Harvest of Horrors, which is published by Caliber and uh, Second Sight, uh, with some art from uh, Nick Polwicko, who uh, has a certain sort of classic EC style. It's really cool. Oh, I know plenty of crazy cat ladies. And uh, Dustin, I know you're just getting into the game. Yes. Uh, yeah, as, as far as comics and stuff go, uh, I hope to continue being involved in Brian's Kara Prime universe. Uh, and then uh, I have uh, three scripts written up. Similarly, I'm looking for artists, and uh, I'll, I'll work those things when I get time. I just don't want to rush it. I want things done and done right before I go into the Kickstarter realm. So my, my, my vision is to basically already have three or four books in the bag so that as, as we roll these things out, then, uh, then I don't have to, to stress too much about timelines and worry about backers having to sit for years before they get things. It's already done. It's already in the bag and ready to roll. So really, uh, I'm focused on moving this summer. I'm moving from North Carolina to Fort Hood, Texas. So I'll be hanging out with the Waco gang down there. So that'll be fun. Uh, cool. But otherwise, yeah, that's what I'm working on. David? Well, um, like uh, Chris and Kevin, I have a board game coming out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so um, right now I'm working on uh, my piece for a follow-up uh, to the anthology Cthulhu Invades Oz. We're doing Cthulhu Invades Wonderland. So mm -hmm. I'm working on a piece with that. Um, I have a few pitches out to uh, to a couple of indie companies that approached me about maybe working with them. So we'll see where that pans out. And just doing like I normally do, just you know, writing scripts and you know, trying to headhunt uh, artists, <clears throat> Kevin. <clears throat> so uh, <laughs> that's pretty much what I'm up to right now. The dude wants to give you a job. Say something. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I had myself on mute, but I was I was miming it. No, that's that's cool, man. Yeah, hit me up, brother. <laughs> no Savage Bastards, the game. Oh yeah, we should definitely do Savage Bastards, the game. It'll be you ever guys. You guys ever play the game Bang? We can just we can just uh, reskin that whole thing and make that Savage Bastards. <laughs> <clears throat> why why go through the hard work of the mechanics? Just reskin exactly. that boy. Exactly. I'm all about the efficiency. I'm New digging that Cthulhu, man. What do they say? Uh, um, don't try to reinvent the wheel when you can steal exactly. tires off of somebody else's car. Exactly. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good motto. I'm going to live by that. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, I've, I've always loved tabletop games and I've got games like all over the place and I hate it when I find a, a nerd tastic game linked to a comic book series that I like. So uh, last year, I was like, ooh, Umbrella Academy, the game. <laughs> and, you know, I know I know it's like, you know, a card-based game, and but then the box comes in and it's like this big. I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> well, my fiance and I are huge nerds, like comic books, board games, all that stuff. And we are addicted right now to the X-Men was it mutant insurrection. I've actually got it set up on my table right now, mm -hmm. but it's basically like, a, uh, was it, 
Elder Signs, the Cthulhu dice game. I don't know if you guys ever played that oh, one. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. But it's the X-Men skin on that. I mean, it's, it's Fantasy Flight again, so all they did was reskin it as X-Men, and we're freaking loving it. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I, I got a I got a 13-year-old daughter, and she loves the uh, the Flux card games. Yeah, I've got a lot of those around here somewhere, too. And she couldn't find hers, but she found mine, which has never been open because it's a Batman the Animated Series one. Oh, nice. She's like, can we play Flux? I go, do you know where your cards are? No, but I know where <laughs> yours are. I go, leave them there. I'll kick you out of the wheel. Oh, yeah. I've seen those. I've never played them, but I've, I see it all the time, like Books of Million and stuff. I just I never gave it a shot. It's just a game if you want to piss a bunch of people off of the table because the rules make no sense. <laughs> yeah. And they change every turn. Oh. Her favorite game last year, which I which I fell in love with the name, was Exploding Kittens. Yes. That was a multi-million dollar Kickstarter, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they've, they've done, like, you know, expansions out, which makes it even, you know, more hilarious. And then they, the same people, they, they made this game. I can't remember what it's called, but it's from the, from the crew that made Exploding Kittens. And it's basically a ping pong table with marbles. And you, oh, that's uh, clacks, I think. Yeah. You, you put like, you put the eyeball, you put the eyeballs in, you put the teeth in, and then you have like this piece that you pull back with other marbles and you've got to knock the cat's nose, eyes, and teeth out. And I'm like, that's fun. I'm the same <laughs> person anyhow. Family friendly. <laughs> you know? I'm classic. I, I've only got one board game. It's the Hero Quest board game. I had to pay a pretty penny to get that a couple years ago. That is a good one to have, though. That's my hands down my favorite game. Love that game. Didn't they just re-release that one not too long ago? They're either trying to or they did. I don't know specifically. 20, like 2010-ish, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Was it to, that far back? I thought it was yeah. like recent. Well, then that would be the third. That would be the third uh, uh, re-release. Then I guess because oh, okay. I know they did one around 2010. Mm-hmm. That's one that probably keep doing that over and over again. <laughs> yeah, well, might as well, you know. Be, I know that one. I got the original. Poser says, uh, listening to the tail end of this has made me even more excited for Terra Prime, not Terra Prime, Terra Prime. As an autocorrect, probably. <laughs> and, Google and, and checking out, you know, people that he's not familiar with, and he's got to go because uh, something to do with bedtime stuff with the last awake child. <laughs> sounds sounds like a horror story right there. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Oh, it's even worse. He's a school teacher. I couldn't do it. I don't have the patience for. Oh, me. That. That's why I stopped at one kid. I remember what I was like in school. I don't want to put anybody else through that. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Brings me back to the rest of the thing. I could put a kid to sleep. Come <laughs> <laughs> here. I'm going to tell you something, brother. <laughs> Sleepy time, brother. You're not oh. getting that warm milk, brother. <laughs> you ever go oh. night night? <laughs> Or better yet, if the if the kid's got a dog, just feed the dog tacos with hot sauce. One one dog fart will just take out anybody. Oh, baloney farts <laughs> scares the dog. That dog has no idea what's going on. Like you smell that? I think we just lost some backers. 
All right, back to Care Prime, brother. Back to Care Prime. (laughs) Jonathan, what do you got going on after this? I know you're wrapping up. uh, Last issue of Recount comes out. Yeah, uh, issue four of Recount comes out uh, May 5th. Uh, Cinco de Mayo, talking about taco farts. Um, So perfect timing. Uh, um, Next month, I should be launching a Kickstarter for my new comic book series called Quicksand. Uh, which is like a sci-fi horror uh, mashup of a lot of the sci-fi movies I'm a big fan of, like Interstellar and Sunshine, Aliens. Um, I turned in a all-ages one-shot comic book to an artist recently, so hoping to see that by the end of the year. Wanted to test those waters. Then I have a couple more anthologies uh, throughout the year, including a a Christmas horror anthology that I'm in. Um, that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, more capables on the way. Um, yeah, just this and that. This, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at this. And uh, still got five days to go. Ooh, and hey, it just went up. Day. Wow. <laughs> nice. All right. It just went up, so that's awesome. Uh, it, was a, it was a taco for a talk. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they they must have been afraid that you were going to go to their house and feed the dogs some tacos. <laughs> 110 plus pages, 25 creatives, uh, 16 stories, one universe. And I mean, I fell in love with with this universe when I when I read Brian's original uh, Loggerhead story. I'm like, oh, this is badass. There's Apex, Baku, Blacksmith, Deadlift, Kerr, Bloody Mary, Narlog, Papa Bear, Proudhorn, Red Hawk, Roach. Yeah. So let's go down here. Digital copy for $10, physical for $20, and it's a, uh, it's a, it's a cardstock soft cover, which is probably why it looks like a hard cover in this picture. Hmm. Uh, $50, you can get the digital copy, soft cover copy, uh, collector preview and assigned print. And I noticed, uh, that Brian sent a bunch of stuff over to uh, Comic Tom for people that follow him at mm-hmm. Comic Tom One Hundred and One for all the all the week's hot spec news. And Brian had done some uh, some remarks and some prints and some original artwork and and signed them. And some lucky subscribers uh, this month from. Tom's mystery mail call will will get some uh, cool Kara Prime stuff in there. Nice. Plus, of course, he was he was pushing the uh, the Kickstarter as well. There's that mask. <laughs> like he he says, I added masks. I'm like, okay, and I did. It wasn't clicking, you know, an actual mask. I'm like, you know, I'm like. I just, 
I was just in a cloud, I guess. But the man is the king of merch. He he comes up with the wildest stuff to put on his picture. Oh, yeah. I was really excited when he was uh when he was talking about doing like the he's not doing them now, but he was talking about doing like the muscle figure type characters, you know, talking about this little oh, pink yeah. plastic. Yeah. Oh yeah! I oh, oh god! I uh, love, oh, love those I, things. I wanted those so bad when, when he was talking about that. I was like, "Yes, please, just give me like twenty little apexes, and I'll just throw them around the room. Put them in a little garbage can." Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. Dude, that's that was the stuff back in the day. Oh yes. man! A bunch of my friends used to work for Hasbro, mm. and I used to go up when I was fifteen, uh, late at night, and the drivers would like you know pay us high school kids to, you know, good money back then to, you know, unload the trucks. You know, we got to work out and any toys. That jump, we would keep. So yeah. I used to get like a bunch of those muscle figures and so I, would take fell, them, I would take they fell them off the truck. <laughs> well, not like that. They were actually like on the floor of the truck after the stuff was taken mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how I got my GI Joes too. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I used to I used to take those muscle things to school with a with a slingshot in my pocket and just fling them around the lunchroom. <laughs> that, was a, that was a bunch of fun. I can see I can see Will in school like, hey, you uh, you want that sidewinder? Fell off the truck, <laughs> five dollars. Yo, Tony, come here. I got some sidewinders bigger. Got some muscle guys here. Come here. I got the I got the trench coat and I'm opening it up. It's like you know Transformers on one side, GI Joes on the other. And no pants in the front. <laughs> no, that's what I'm doing tonight. Oh, okay. It's a Zoom meeting. <laughs> I wear shorts all the time because of my leg surgery. So. so he added, there's only five masks. So for 125 you can get the digital copy of the self-cover, the collector's preview, a signed print, a triple-signed, triple-signed, life-sized, wearable, Morocco Noir mask. Uh, Brian, uh, Kufe and France will sign the mask and then, you know, you can get a frilly bathing suit and put the mask on and <laughs> terrorize your neighborhood. That'll make those zoom calls interesting, won't it? Oh yeah. Juicy Del Muerto. <laughs> Juicy Del Muerto. <laughs> I didn't think they could see me. I muted the call. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> And I thought this was cool that that the, this four hundred dollar tear was already sold out. First day. That's yep. the way to go. Uh, Two twenty five uh, digital soft cover collector's preview signed print eleven by seventeen original art page from Loggerhead and Star Bastard. You pay more than that for an original page of art right off the bat. Never mind the books to go with it. Yep. And same here. Uh, 300 to get even more stuff. 1 by 17 original art page from Loggerhead, Bloody Bayou, and Deadlift's first appearance. Mm. Hey, you, you get some you get some key art for three hundred dollars. And the retailer tier, uh, retailers hundred dollars, you get 
10 copies and two sketch covers and two sketch covers from loggerhead and i'm sure you can get a a certain somebody to draw a larger head on that to uh, put up in your store. And then there's a whole bunch of add-ons. So if you, if you missed the, uh, the care prime handbook, like I did. Uh, <clears throat> so I put, I put this in, I put this as an add-on and so you just get a random cover. Uh, whatever he's whatever he's got left out of the nine covers, just randomly get one uh, in with the new book. And you can get a Terra Prime pin. Uh, you can get an additional soft cover for uh, an extra fifteen dollars. Uh, a collector preview for twenty five. One blank loggerhead with profile color sketch for 75. One blank Terra Prime handbook with profile color sketch for 85. And here's everybody's favorite new toys. Oh, yeah. I can believe that that is $100 for all four of them. Yeah, I know. I I did. I thought it was like, you know, 100 bucks each. And I was like, well, that might be a little out of my price range, but you know, well, for all four, I might have to go back and you know redo my redo my pledge. They look good, man. They look really good. That deadlift looks on point. Mm-hmm. I think these are going to do very really well. I mean, I know I don't know if he's any sold sold yet, but it would be crazy not to buy them because that's a that's a one in that's a very unique gift, you know. Yeah, it's like. You know, and when's the last time you actually saw these too? Yeah. Twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> at, least. At, at least, yeah. And you know, people need to buy these because otherwise Brian's just gonna sit around at home playing with these things forever. Well I'm on his bed. Oh, oh, one, of us, one of us may or may not have already purchased them. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We're we're not telling. No, they look like a lot of fun. Uh, there's some original art add-ons. You can check out uh, the samples, and you can match down. There's 11 by 17s and 11 by 14, 9 by 12. Uh, Baku and Loggerhead, uh, first time drawn together. And there's there's so much stuff in here. And I thought it was I thought it was cool that he set up all the stretch goals as numbers of backers. Yeah, we had a discussion yeah. about that, and he wanted it to be a little different than just dollar amounts. So, which is a unique way of approaching that because it's psychologically it seems like it's um, more attainable mm-hmm. than the than the money goal. Monster, that's a good idea. That's a real good idea. Yeah. Well, you know, minus, minus the guy early on that grabbed that four hundred dollar tier, but yeah. Yeah, and we're uh we're almost up to that one thirty five, right? We were at one thirty three when we checked just a minute ago. Is yeah, that right. Two off. So come on, guys. We need two more. We need two more right we, there. We want to unlock some stuff here. Two more. Create a new account. Create create two <laughs> or three Kickstarter accounts and pledge a dollar. 
That's a good point. <laughs> Hacking the system. Yeah. Oh, great. Now you guys are going to, well, I want to see what that next thing is. <laughs> yeah, 100, 133 backers. This this thing just looks great, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get it in my hands. I think one other point too. I mean, for the creative teams, for those of us who are hoping to work on licensed characters in the future, this is sort of a, a good place to sort of get your feet wet. You know, really do your homework. Um, you know, your character, the world. Uh, you know, making sure that you're getting everything. Uh, you know, on model you know, as much as Brian wants. Uh, so it's sort of a, a good resume boost for, you know, anyone hoping to work with a big two or IDW or boom or. Yeah, for, sh for sure. I mean, there's, there's so many, like, and you, there's so many publishers out there and yet you really don't want to call them, you know, small press publishers, even though, you know, previews treats them like that. Well, not anymore. Well, well, now uh, they have plenty of room. They got to fill it with something. Yeah, now, now they need small press. You know, now now they need small press and you know everything in between. So, you well, know, you I, know, a good way to get out there, like you were saying, is doing the anthology. That's how they did it back in the day. You know, back in mm -hmm. the indie craze. You know, all the big names were doing anthologies all the time. It's an easy way to get your get some exposure and you know, maybe you may get paid for it, but a collection is a good, easy way to do it. For sure. Well, I would hope to get paid for it because my landlord doesn't take exposure for a payment. The first thing. <laughs> it depends on what kind of exposure, right? <laughs> well, the police told me I had to stop doing that exposure. <laughs> that was just in public parks though, right? You're, yeah. you, you got a little more free will. <laughs> Once I started throwing quarters at him, he quit. Hail sugar, Chris. <laughs> that is actually Chris Evans. No, not that Chris Evans. But uh, Chris hosts a uh, show called The Mo Morning Roast on on YouTube where he promotes, promotes indie comics. And uh, the only problem with that is every time somebody comes on, he stops talking to them because he's on their pledge page scrolling through buying one of everything which we don't fault him for but i'm still waiting for him to buy me something to send but so you're saying we got to do his show next <laughs> that's right let's do it <laughs> yeah okay america's ass yeah Actually, he's a Canadian ass. Oh, okay. Canada's ass. Yeah. He's Canada's ass. Uh, he prefers to be called the Maple Leaf Tush. <laughs> the Canadian cluck. <laughs> oh, boy. Did you say the Canadian cuck? <laughs> Something no. like that. Cluck. <laughs> okay, okay. I, th I, I thought I misheard. I just I didn't get the memo. Was this PG or PG thirteen? Like, what are we doing here? That's a good point. I think we're 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 pushing the pushing the R edge right there. Yeah, we're pushing we're pushing the envelope. It's like 
you know, 10 o'clock Eastern, you know. Put your kids to bed. <laughs> yeah. Put them to bed on some trumped up charges. Who Care prom after dark. <laughs> there you go. That'll be the next anthology. Care prom oh, after dark. Uh, you get to watch me crush up some Hulk, uh, some Hulk vitamins and snort them right here on the, uh, right here on the camera. Chop it up. <laughs> I never shop while I stream. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> your streams are professional because uh, Sim always picks up your slack, Chris. <laughs> Ooh. Shots fired. <laughs> oh, we're all available, Chris. You can call any of us to get on the show. So. Yeah, for sure. You should. You should. Get all the names from the show notes and uh, start DMing them. We've got five days. I feel like this... I feel like this episode's starting like the uh, the uh, comic book. <laughs> nice. Oxide Metis. This episode's starting the uh, the comic book podcast war, and they're gonna do like uh, like some old stock footage of us talking about where we were when it, when it started when the shots fired for the for the comic book podcast wars. Hatfields and McCoys. Exactly. Put all black and white with like scratchy like filters mm-hmm. over and stuff. Was somebody voicing over what we're saying or like reading letters that we wrote to each other, which would probably be emails, but uh, John, my dearest friend. I've been a fortnight since we last spoke. I remember a simpler time in comics. I yearn for your closeness. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, you have seen his beard, right? It's not your beard, but it's the beard. Chris has got the Billy Gibbons going on. <laughs> well, guys, I want to thank you so much for coming out and uh, talking about the project and, you know, other other things you have going on as well. Uh, as soon as we wrap here, I'm going to download the audio and it's going to go up on the uh, on the podcast platform. So it'll be available for download. I'll, I'll throw it out there and uh, and tag everybody in that. And appreciate it. I mean, awesome. I, can't, I can't wait awesome. to get this book in, man. Yeah, I, sure. can't to, I can't wait to see the uh, the final product printed and in hand. So, so. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And, I, and I'm, I'm probably going to be more excited to see which cover of the uh, the handbook I get. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, then I can dive. Then I can dive into that. I think this is like the the fifth anthology that I've pledged to this year. Nice. We appreciate it. They're, they're coming sure. back. I'm looking forward to it. You know, you know, it's just a great, it's a great project, and it's a, it's a nice starting off point for like all these characters that are just coming in into play now. So, that and you know, Chris, you should, you should go out and buy those wrestling buddies. You can add it onto your uh, promotion tonight. Definitely. Don't you know? Definitely, Chris. You need them. <laughs> they have wrestling up there. See now, now Chris is disliking the stream. See, I told you this was this was the beginning of the the comic book podcast wars. It's all. <coughs> who's wearing the blue outfits and who's wearing the gray outfits? Are we doing that? I think it's the beards versus the no beards. Oh, yeah, Dustin, you're out of luck. I'm I'm Switzerland. Yes. <laughs> It's the Monday Night Wars all over again. 
guys, thanks so much for coming out. Uh, I look forward to uh, getting this and future projects that you guys are going to be working on in hand. Uh, and uh, I'll probably be talking to Chris about some some of those games coming out. Yeah. Thanks, Will. Sounds and, good. Yeah. Thank you so to, much, man. Thanks so much for having us on, and uh, thanks, thanks everybody for supporting Care Prime. Yeah, it's been fun, guys. I appreciate yeah. having me on. Back to project. Back to project. Thanks, everybody. Back to project. Go get it to the next year. <laughs> Two people. Two people. Two people. The new story when we hit 135. A whole new story is added. Cool. More pages. More pages. <laughs> Even better. Definitely. Let's do it. Thank you guys so much, and I'll uh, I'll be talking to you soon. All right. Appreciate it.